0: the adjustment was, how do I make it my own? Mm. Like, how do I, cause it's like, you can't, you can't live somebody else's vision. And so um, I, I've i experienced that in several different seasons of my life of like, you cannot build somebody else's vision. Like you can't live somebody else's vision. Um, so how do you make it your own so that you can just excel?
1: Welcome to the Business Coffee Hour with William Gray, Jr. Uh, podcast where we go into the human side of leadership and entrepreneurship over a cup of coffee but today i'm drinking clearly canadian because they keep sending us stuff and we'll keep drinking them and i just finished my cup of coffee and what i love about this show is it allows me to stay curious in this aspect and bring on guests that i just find super interesting uh, which leads me to miss tinja anderson's welcome to the business coffee hour I've been following you for about a year now is about the time we met last yeah. year. And it's just been super refreshing to for you to share your journey. It's actually influenced me, too, to share more on my end, right? I because uh, trying to be a, a father of three girls, I also have a son, uh, and being able to see all the cool things that you do has been truly enlightening. And not you're just not one thing either. Yeah. You know, when we met you, you were the reigning Miss Texas International, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, To see you in that light, that's how we first met with the crown. Uh, (laughs) And then to be able to continue to follow your journey. It's just like, wow, this woman is on fire. And I wanted to make sure to come on and give you that light. So what is one way to catch the audience up of who Miss Tinja is? Yeah, uh, Your elevator
0: speech. So I once had somebody tell me um, that if you ask anybody in my life or that I've met, uh, what adjective they would use to describe Ooh. me, that each one of those individuals would probably use something else, mm. <laughs> something different. Um, which to me was just sort of mind blowing because it's like, it truly exemplifies that you are something different to every single person that you interact with. And um, I pride myself, I don't, I don't know if it's a, a great characteristic, but it, it definitely has served my purpose in, in the fact that I am dynamic. Um, I have a lot of things that I am passionate about. So being able to compartmentalize and segment out what I'm pursuing at any given time um, really is something that I, I love to do. But I don't like to just um, dabble in things. I really like to um, create a strategy around the different things that I am passionate about yeah. um, and really create you know a vision, mission, Um, And like an expected outcome from whatever it is that I'm going after Um, So it's it's a lot of different, you know uh, Plates spinning in the air, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have it any other way. Wow. Yeah,
1: okay So for your business, life, right We we started off as saying you did financial planning Mm -hmm. and you're more of you're into consulting now and doing a, a bit a bunch of different so what does that actually like? Yeah, what, is, what
0: does that picture look like? Um, so I run two different businesses.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I've been consulting strategic sales communications consulting, which also includes like leadership and management, um, for over 15 years. So it's my family's business. My mom's a PhD in communication and a neural linguistic expert, which is basically just how your brain interprets messaging. Mm-hmm. We have a proprietary negotiations model based off of the Rogerian theory of decision tree analysis. And you my dad, yeah. Hurt,
1: you hurt my brain. <laughs> yeah,
0: basically how people make decisions. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> um, and uh, my dad tied in like old school doctor's bedside manner in oh, order okay. to be able to level set contentious environments, get a disagreement or different, different perspectives on the same page to be able to continue a dialogue rather than creating an argument. Mm. Um, and then she also created um, her own communication styles inventory. So things like DISC or Myers-Briggs or Mm -hmm. personalysis, like you have these complexities of personalities, but really difficult to sit across from somebody if if there is um, a disconnect. Um, You know, like if you shake somebody's hand and it's like super awkward and you're like, I know it's gonna be really hard for us (laughs) to get on the same page. So it's understanding communication styles in the sense of the elements of communication that are adaptable. So that was her her baby. Um, so there is a way to take the survey if we do a workshop or what. So like yeah. when I'm delivering content, um, it's just really making sure you understand your baseline and then understanding that you have to adapt no matter who you're engaging with. Um, and so that that so the consulting side's my bread and butter. Gotcha. Um, essentially, I boil it down to like my expertise is persuasive presentation coaching, and so that's that's the fun part. So um, I've trained over 2,000 top talent. Um, so like fast tracker um, individuals that move into executive roles up and down the chain of command, globally, cross-divisionally, um, primary clients are in oil and gas, um, renewables, uh, construction, where's, yeah.
1: where's that taking you? Where have you traveled to?
0: Oh, gosh. Um, so my, my like fun party trick <laughs> <laughs> is that I can say cheers in 15 different languages. Wow. Um, so like I uh, spent a lot of time in the UK, um, Amsterdam, France, um, uh, Abu Dhabi, Singapore, Norway, uh, just everywhere. And, and so so are, are most of
1: your clients, you said oil and gas, mm-hmm. and so are they from the area or are they just like globally and you're going to help them with presentations and stuff? Yeah, so a lot or of or them are headquartered
0: making? here in Houston, Okay. Um, so that's what brought me to Houston. Because
1: um, so, Houston is the energy capital of the world, know, right? You <laughs> there's,
0: there's a lot of oil and gas here. But yeah, yeah. so what's interesting is like as the, the cycles of oil and gas have changed over, you know, decades, people have splintered out to go into different things like renewables or um, private equity or whatnot. So the, the network expanded considerably once Very the cool. down cycles. Yeah. The That's, other aspect is the financial planning. Right, okay. <laughs> so um, my parents are 76, so they retired at 70. And they're like, "Oh, here you go. Um, Here's our intellectual property. Like, you can do whatever you like." Well, it was like 2017. It was a down cycle in oil and gas. So literally, it was like, "Okay, so what do I do?" I just worked like 80 hours in four days, recover on the plane, turn around, like do it again the next week, and I did that for like a decade. Wow. So like, I didn't know anybody in Houston (laughs) outside of oil and gas, Mm -hmm. you know. So it was, I had to figure out what I wanted to do, but it was also like the burnout. So like understanding like, okay, how do you pivot and like play? Literally, like how do I take a moment to address like where I'm at, what I have, what do I want? Who do I want to do it with? Is there anybody that's capable of doing this business with me? Mm. And so I was doing small contract work um, to just sort of get my bearings of how to go from to like analytical powerhouses as my parents. Um, my mom's like creative, organic, like genius. And my dad's just a beast. He's a savage. Like He's literally like, <laughs> I call him the Dos Equis man. Cause he's like mustache and gold chain but he's literally yeah. the most interesting like <laughs> renaissance man that has walked this earth um like his, i can tell his jokes and stories better than he can now wow. but like they're pretty darn good like i uh, yeah he's it but i couldn't replicate them right Nope. so i had to figure out what do i do how do i how do i shift
1: so they laid this groundwork mm-hmm. for you for this company to do a lot of consulting and helping yeah. and so you came up with all of the yeah. know-how and then it's like, hey, by the way, it's yours now, <laughs> and now you're trying to figure out how do you become these two people yes. into you.
0: Yeah, or really, what it, the the adjustment was? How do I make it my own? Mm. Like, how do I? Because it's like you can't you can't live somebody else's vision, and so um, I I've experienced that in several different seasons of my life. Of like, you cannot build somebody else's vision. Like, you can't live somebody else's vision. Um, so how do you make it your own so that you can just excel? Um, and so for me, like, that, was, that was the fun part, is how do I make this my own? But it was also the daunting part because it's like I have to just do some soul searching. Yeah. So I did some small like bootcamp style, uh, two minute pitch body language boot camp for just smaller companies right out the gate. And then that actually led me to being recruited into finance.
1: Oh, all right. Yeah,
0: so I literally was working with a team that specializes in high net worth and business owners. Um, and I built out all of their advisors, two minute pitches and then dry ran them. Everything's always on video because video doesn't lie, but it's like understanding the breakdown of where their, their message is um, being miscommunicated so again, the persuasive presentation side of things. So it's, what is their message? How do you break it out into several different segments? But then also, how do you command your space to build credibility rather than the disconnect? Um, and so I, I literally worked with the team and I was like, I really actually love what you guys are doing um, and how passionate you are right. on the emotion side. And so uh, basically what the owner of that, that DBA, um, basically was like, uh, you'd be really good at what we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I said, no, like a whole bunch of times, like he literally wouldn't let me say no. Um, and then once I got in and like just embraced it, it, it satisfied that need to do right by people. Um, especially cause business owners aren't, they're, they're so focused on doing right by their customer or their employees that they forget that there's all these other aspects that need you need your dream team in place um, to help you protect your family, your team, the business, the transition. Like, how do you do that in the most cost-effective and tax-efficient way? Well, you right. need you need a specialist. Mm. So, yeah.
1: So that's kind of where you come in, huh? Yep. So now you're you're doing a little bit of it all, right? So yeah. you're helping them with their. Man, I just see you being more of a, of a force multiplier. That's how I would ah. interpret it because this is kind of what we do in the military. Yeah. Like, how do I? Like everybody has their roles, but at the end of the day, it's how do I make the other team better? Yeah. And so you're you've got this really I love that marketable niche, right, where mm. something like only you could really do. Yeah. Which is pretty cool.
0: I love it. So it's what's really interesting because um we utilize in our leadership training the five paragraph order. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like literally it's the only that's the best way to replicate leadership yeah. and situational so, analysis. So what like,
1: what is a five paragraph order? In your oh terms? Cuz for us and I can say not not that all of our listeners are in the military, but it, you know in the military we use a five yeah. five paragraph op order. Which is basically, just you know what the overall mission is, mm-hmm. and then how do we break it down? So, yeah. is that how you explain a fire? Literally, a, a, so a, okay. yeah.
0: So again, experience-based training, gamification. So my mom calls it plurking, play while working—and um, so it's like for us, we utilize um, games or experiences, role play, case study-driven material um, in order to. The theory is called constructivism. Um, so taking complex concepts and allowing somebody to create or construct their own understanding of the information. So they're more likely to actually adapt and change their behavior. So we utilize it in something called the bucket game, Mm. um, which showcases leadership styles, communication styles, replication of leadership. And so we take them through literally the five paragraph order of, What's what's the mission? Like, what's the expected outcome? What are the tools and resources that are available? Who do we have that we need to make sure is on the same page? Like, what is the situation, and how do we anticipate like moving through to achieve achieve that mission? So, um, yeah, it's, very cool. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. I, yeah. I love to hear that because. In our other podcast, Charlie Mike, the podcast, we we're always we're very veteran heavy, right? That's our yep. audience, and one of the things we try to showcase them is you have skills, um, and seeing you and what you do, being able to take that five uh, paragraph op order and put it into real business terms is a big aha. Yeah, like, man, I love you, that. Like you understand what we're trying to do, and as a veteran, it's like yeah. Your the, setup, you know. Let's use some of the skills you already know. Yeah. Uh, here's Literally. one way to do that.
0: <laughs> Literally. I mean, the military. The whole purpose of military truly is to create leaders Oof. and to replicate leadership. So, I mean, why not utilize that skill set?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I okay. love it. Yeah. Well, I I love it. I yeah. think we could more than likely keep diving into yeah, this business sure. part because I I am very curious about more about what it is you do. Yeah. And so. To to round that out, what is something that a business owner watching this right um, can take away? What's something applicable that they can take away from what you said? Like how how can or what can they work on immediately? That you see some of the most pitfalls of business owners or people in sales are trying to describe themselves.
0: So as a baseline, anytime I'm I'm brought in for a new engagement or literally just creating a baseline, build out your strategic dashboard. What that means is vision, mission, core values, your critical strategies, and those categories. So whether it's safety, engineering, um, uh, employee engagement, you know, customer experience, what are those critical strat- strategies? And then the key initiatives in order to achieve those critical strategies, and then your KPIs. So literally, you create a dashboard, and you can coach to that and drive change behavior modification and change and the expected outcomes. Again, it's always about understanding what your silver bullets are. And um, really it's about understanding what we call the CSFs, the critical success factors, both for you as the business, your individuals that you have working for you, but then it's also about understanding the the chain of command, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about understanding what your customers strategic dashboard is because Ultimately, the function of a business is to get and keep customers. The goals need to be smarted. So the goals Yes, the goal is to make money, right? Most people when I ask Them, you know, what's the function of the business? They they say is to make money But it's really to get and keep customers because you don't survive like you have no function (laughs) Mm -hmm. so goals achieve the function all of the critical success factors achieve the goals. So what are all those key initiatives so build the dashboard and you can drive change to that.
1: Okay. Out of all that, what is one, what is a single place that they could start? Right? Mm-hmm. Building the dashboard, with, even within your dashboard, mm-hmm. you, I mean, there's like six or seven places to begin. You yeah. know? Uh, obviously, yeah. we, we're Charlie Mike, we're continue mission. So for me, I'm always going to point to, what is your mission statement day? Yep. You know. So for you, if you're like, hey, this is where you would start, what do you think someone should start? Like the very first thing within your dashboard, this is where you, sh- you yeah. could start.
0: I'd say... What is your vision?
1: Mm.
0: Uh, if you have not outlined what your overall trajectory is, then you're just throwing stuff on the wall and hope it sticks.
1: Right, yeah. And it's very difficult. We do five voices. Yeah. It's very difficult because the majority of, of uh, the population is very present-minded mm. to begin with. Let's mm-hmm. uh, take like 75%. And so the rest of us, I'm, 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 a, I'm a forward thinker, and the rest of us, is it's like, I think... I come across clearly where my vision wants to go, but I don't sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm not. And so I need to make sure yeah. to, to be able to relay Like you said, to communicate, this is where I where it is I wanna go. And I think vision is a very important part of where we should yeah. uh, be looking, if you wanna start your business or if you wanna grow as a leader. I say all that to wrap this portion up because I really wanna dig into yeah. the other things that to sure, does. Sure, I love it. <laughs> uh, because it, it, you you're come, you a very smart person, but what I see on socials, too, is you're very energetic and passionate about a lot of things, yeah. right? And I did meet you, and we started off by saying you were uh, Miss Texas International. Yeah. Okay. How did that come to be?
0: <laughs> so I had a client. Um, she owns multiple entities, but the, the category is um, engineering tech. Um, she's a former Mrs. USA. Uh, we were finishing out her buy-sell at, at the year-end two years ago, two years ago, um, and I jokingly asked, you know, what would it take? <laughs> Six <laughs> weeks later, she <laughs> literally put me through a six-week boot camp. I, I you know, I have a baseline skill set of being able to, to talk and answer questions and interview. Um, you know, I, I like to be put together but I never, I was never glam like it. It was, it's, it is literally an endurance sport, mm. um, and so that was the mindset I went into it. So literally, finished out her buy sell, ran my marathon in January, went straight into six weeks of boot camp to compete um, for Ms. Texas International. I'm in the the category. Um, I endearingly call it the Puma Cougar category because mm. <laughs> I'm too old for the, MIS, the Miss, the M I S S. And then I'm, I'm divorced, so I, I can't compete in the misses. Um, so there's a married division, a younger division, and then there's um, teen and preteen. And so it's just it, fascinating to be in a room full of, because um, I mean, they're all smart, they're all accomplished, um, it's platform driven which means that you have to have a focus of how you're going to impact in the community. Hmm. Um, and you have to have a clear path for how you are going to impact um, and what that looks like. The The contract is actually um, pretty like extensive and rigorous in, in the context that if you win, like you have to show up and represent. Um, and so the Misses and the Miss go on to compete at nationals. The Miss is not accepted at in all states yet. So um, it's just, it's an interesting, unique category because it's we still reign as the state title um, and it's still the same same concept, but the nationals is just an entirely different level of endurance and like expectation for execution, which is just, if you're talking about a five paragraph order, this is literally straight into pageantry because Mm. it's just, you're literally like, you have an execution strategy and you have to be able to rein in your nerves to be able to are, like communicate effectively, be articulate, distilled. Um, interview is is a sport uh, <laughs> because you're, you're timed. So it's like you're trying right. to respond to questions and navigate that strategically to guide them to what you want them to ask next. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Um, so what what yeah. was so
1: surprising about the whole competition? What did you learn about yourself?
0: Um, well so i I absolutely loved the fact that you know i'm I'm literally in a room full of women committed to impacting all the different types of niches that need support, so whether that's domestic violence, like having having their heart focused on impacting that community, um if it's special needs or um there's there were quite a few um, veteran focused initiatives um mental health, like literally, it's just, uh, it was profound how much these women commit to impacting the community. And it's that, I, I was so inspired and hum- humbled mm. by the experience because it, I mean, for me, I actually found it, um, I, I mean, really just truly humbling um, being able to share space with women that impact on that level, so I yeah, and then at the national level, I mean, they're like talking like impacting legislation and, and oh, education, wow. yeah, like like a whole nother level. So I mean, it was really really, I mean, amazing. I, like <laughs> I mentioned like up front, it was life changing, like forever changed.
1: Right. Yeah. What can I as a man? <laughs> yeah. Learn about that, because yeah. I don't know if there's an, an equivalent, but more likely I'll, I'll never be able to experience that. And again, yeah. I've got three girls. Fair. So what is something that you would like for me to know Yeah. Uh, about it that I'll probably never understand? Um, I mean, you said the yeah. level, the no, level no. of...
0: I mean, the other it, aspect of it, because I grew up with boys, right? I'm a, I'm a tomboy at heart. Um, so it's it was learning how to be powerful and graceful at the same time it was It was a lesson in grace across the board. Um, I'm not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was trying to figure out how to harness my my stage presence um, and just be graceful in every aspect of how you engage and respectful, right? Because I mean, you come across difficult personalities all the time. So it's just how do you continue to enforce those, those moral high grounds across the board because it is a competition. Everybody's beautiful. Everybody's accomplished. Everybody's well-spoken. Like, how do you separate yourself and stand out and still win? Like, I mean, you wanna win, right? Yeah. So you want that ability to, to impact at a higher level and that's what the crown really does. It gives you that platform. But it doesn't change like so one of the the interview questions that I prepped for was what happens if you don't get the crown? Well, nothing changes. I'm still mm-hmm. going to continue to impact I just can do a better job and reach more people if I am backed by that crown so like that was just like It's
1: almost like an uh, like almost like an amplification. Totally. The, right.
0: Yeah um, hmm. so for girls that are looking to compete or just understand what it represents to them. One, it's being able to understand what, how to communicate your message, how you want to impact a community, how you show up and present yourself because literally people start evaluating you when you walk in the room, like in any room, like in any context, people are evaluating, can I engage with this person? Can I do business with this person? Mm. Is this somebody I want to align with? Like, and a lot of times that is just simply how you show up. So how you look, how you act, how you engage, like that that is how you build your network and your relationships and your community.
1: That's difficult for me. Um, That's difficult for anyone to really understand. And one of the things for me is like, we're we're business owners and we've had someone tell us, you know, we went to a luncheon and it was like, hey, you know, it's business attire. And I'm like, this is my business attire. Sure. You know? Uh, but on the other end, it's like, I want to make sure I represent our brand well. And it's like trying to be authentic to who we are. But people will see and judge you on not only what you're wearing, but is your mustache combed? Totally. <laughs> Did totally. you get a haircut that day? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. wow. You know, like you said, you're being judged as soon as you're into the room.
0: So I, I always love um, this line of conversation because Working in oil and gas, right? So you have so many different roles. So in in the strategic sale, it, we call it, so one of the workshops is called Winning Words. So they come in, bring a business case. We are hiding an opportunity. We build it into a business case. We t- put them through a firing line. Literally, we endearingly call it the firing line because it's they are up there in the hot seat mm. handling and it's a stop and go coaching. But Come final presentations if I have somebody who's literally used to being in Odessa and he does business in jeans like like, you know Mm -hmm. Casual However, you're in a room full of executives like you're gonna put your uniform on
1: right?
0: so like it's not it's not about just like the woke culture of We're on zoom and you're on pajama pants and you just put your your nice shirt on for whatever um, and yes, you want to be yourself. Um, conversely, it's about knowing your audience. Mm. So in any capacity, it's it's about understanding the audience analysis and how you want to impact. Like what? Ultimately, it's what kind of reaction do I want? <laughs> and how do I make it easier for them to say
1: yes? Ooh. Ooh. That, I, that's uh, that's a lightning stuff even just for for me uh, because I, we did an episode right before this yeah. I, I like to wear hats and it's like um, how do I make sure I show up authentically yep. but also appeal to the audience like I'm not just this person yep. I can be what it is I need to be especially for that role like if yep. I have to come in because we talk about it in the military a lot I I wasn't a great like drill sergeant that type of strict leader yeah. because I, I cared but it didn't mean I couldn't do that yeah but when I did do it uh it came across differently mm. because it was like this guy never flips out yeah this guy's never that hard on us and so when he is we must have really messed up yeah. you know uh so I think it's uh, it says a lot about the person yeah um, there's a lot of growth that we can you've been able to share with with us I think that's a very interesting uh, thing that I'll never be able to experience. I, heck, most women probably won't be able to experience. It yeah, either.
0: I mean, I have to tell you, the hardest part was trying to look and walk gracefully in six-inch Like I'm, I'm a runner. Like I'm an athlete. So it's just <laughs> being in pageant shoes on stage in a fully blinged-out outfit with tool skirt that I have to twirl in and not fall over. Like that, like walking practice was an education. <laughs> <laughs> um, and literally, I don't think I could stand up straight if my life depended on it, like in the past. Before, but now, right? yeah, <laughs> now it is ingrained. <laughs> um, so my, God bless my friend and my client for giving me that, that inspiration to go after this because ultimately i was able to serve over 15 different nonprofits, wow. um, as well as my platform for celiac awareness um so serving as an ambassador for beyond celiac which is the only organization doing research um to find a cure which the only only solution right now is to be gluten-free um and like that whole science behind celiac is just um really fascinating because most people don't know that they have it or even the the other version of it, which is non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So you're literally having an autoimmune reaction without the antibody um, reaction. So you can't this. test for it. So yep, what, sorry. what is it?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, yeah. No, I, I really want to make sure I do you justice yeah. on this. And so... What I'm going to do is we're going to pause here sure. and we're going to turn this into a second episode. Okay. But before we dive in and close out this episode, when it comes to the leadership aspect yeah. uh, and all you do with your business, and if that's really interesting to someone, how can they follow along with you for that?
0: Yep. So two different avenues. Um, mostly I I, I do the, the horrible thing where I cross-pollinate platforms, mm. but it's on my personal page. So Tinja Anderson on Instagram. Um, and then for the consulting side of things, uh, my website, tinjaanderson.com, uh, great place to start. And then the financial planning side of things. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Yep, Spell right. that for us. So T I N J A A N D E R S O N.
1: Okay. So I want to make sure. I mean, <laughs> yep. I, I know I got it. But... <laughs> it's like
0: Ninja, but with a T. <laughs> That's right. That's how I
1: always remember. Uh, so Hey, Miss Ginger, thank you for, for this. Yeah. I, I can't wait to dig into the next part of it because this first part was so interesting and it really just flew by. And actually, yeah, you know what? I knew it was gonna go that way, <laughs> I really did. Because uh, all, all the things that you do on socials are so fascinating I and it. um, it's curious too because we, I still don't understand everything that you do but it sounds like yeah. it's definitely something I wanna be involved <laughs> in. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been the Business Coffee Hour with William Gray Jr. If you haven't been told yet, you are loved and you are enough. Continue to show up for yourself. There are many ways that we can get better. Uh, Listening to us is just one of them. Uh, You can follow me at Mustache Wisdom on all my handles. And be sure to tune in next week to catch the second part. And as always, I love you guys. Love it.